Good afternoon, evening, or good morning, campers. No, not really campers. Um, welcome to Chewing the Fat with me, Matthew Grimshaw, and my more than just a co-host. My, my name is Mike Melford. Now, yeah, we've been talking, Mike, about doing this podcast for ages, and we finally bit in the bullet and actually done it. It's probably a little bit scary doing your first podcast, isn't it? Oh, without a doubt, Matt, without a doubt. I think trying to agree to doing it and then coming up with different topic ideas and buying the equipment and put it out there, I think just absolutely makes it more real, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a little bit scary as well because it's always that almost that fear factor of no one's going to listen to it. <laughs> that is always a fear factor. <laughs> it's really scary. Like, no one ever will. No subscribers, zero subscribers after about two months. So we hope you really do enjoy this podcast. Now, the reason me and Mike have done it, we've been both in the fitness industry for well over 10 years. And we just wanted to really unpick some topics, um, find some solutions for people, and just talk about a wide variety of topics rather than just training, diet. We're going to go a lot into lifestyle, obviously with the current change in everyone's life, which is the current pandemic at the moment. Um, anything you want to add to that, Mike? No, I think you pretty much covered it and um this pretty much started just through a conversation we were having we keep regular contact each week about 25 30 minute calls and we just thought why don't we just record it and put it out there to people because we speak about normal stuff even though we are pts and we talk about training and and clients and different sort of solutions we thought why not just share the conversation with you guys because this is what pts talk about well, hmm. most of the time anyway. Yeah. So hopefully you find some value from our podcast as well. Um, and we're always open to and welcome different subjects that you guys are going to be interested in talking about. But for this first episode, we're just going to keep it very short, very sweet. We're just going to do a basic intro, um, give you some more information about me and Mike. Um, so Mike, do you remember when we first met, mate? Absolutely, Matt. Well, no, I don't remember. <laughs> Specifically, I remember hearing about Matthew Grimshaw. Legend. It was a post by CrossFit Medway about a new deadlift record. I think it was 230 kilos, was it, or 250? No, 230. When they used to ride it on the whiteboard. And I, yeah, 230. And I was like, what? Who is this guy? And then I just looked you up on Facebook and I was like, so saw your quads. And I was like, who is this man? Is this machine of a man? And you know what? From the first time I actually physically met you in person, I just knew that we'll get on. Just that typical lads banter, really easy to, easy to get on with, really friendly, and it, it grew from there really. So, you know, from that initial sort of, you know what, I just from that moment I saw a picture of you, I, I knew I had respect for you. I saw you as a, as a trainer and you clearly looked after your training, looked after yourself and, and took your own personal health and fitness seriously. I had respect for you straight away. And then because we got on, on a social sense straight away, you know, yeah. it just made our relationship so much more, more easier. I remember when I first year, met you, Mike, it was a, it was a somewhat cloudy down the 23rd of August. You was wearing a red Reebok t-shirt. We, we <laughs> both grabbed the bumper plate at the same time and we shared that moment. Like later. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I was like a bit of a fanboy without getting up your ass too much, Mike. Um, obviously you've been in the industry slightly longer than me and had a very successful PT, um, PT business and I obviously looked up to that as well so it was you know 
it was very interesting for me to talk to you. I learned a lot from you in the early days. Um, obviously, you had some advice for me, and we got on a, on a personal level, and then we've been friends ever since. Really, we've done competitions together. You know, socialized, been on your stag do, all sorts of things. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. I can't. Yeah. Let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. we had, a, we had a, a good. We worked. We worked at separate gyms at the time, but we've always mm-hmm. been quite close contact as well, haven't we, over the years? Um, Absolutely, Matt. And you know, going forward, uh, you mentioned about me giving you advice, and it's it's been great over the last few years seeing how your business has grown. And how have you developed your online presence? And I've actually learned a lot from what you from what you're currently doing, and you know how that can improve my business as well. So it's it's good that we can complement each other and help each other out in regards to the the PT business because, as you know, it's ever changing, and especially now, it's going to keep changing with the, with the current pandemic going on. Yeah, hundred percent. That's a, that's, I mean that's the thing as well, like without going too much into detail in this episode but mm. i mean that's why it's good to have friends that have, have similar jobs because you can really learn things from other people you know things that i'm not good at i can pick up advice from you and go okay i can improve my game with that and um, but mike how did you actually get into fitness like give me a brief background of how you transitioned from whatever job you've done in the past going into being a personal trainer yeah thanks matt well i've, I've always played sport from as long as I can remember. My father put a lot of time in when I was younger into all sorts of sports, all through school, cricket, athletics, football, you name it, I, I gave it a go. And my previous job, you may not even believe me, was working in IT. And I started off by going to university, getting a degree in computing and business, which always surprises my clients because they assume that I went to, to university to get sports science which I, also, in hindsight, probably yeah. should, have, should have done instead. <laughs> yeah. um, but then I may, not, I may not be here right now. So, you know, I've always been into sport and gym from about 16. Started off at Moors, otherwise known as Rochester Health Club. Yeah, I've been there. Uh, 16, yeah. yeah, that was, you know, my, my love for the gym fell in, I started then. And in my previous job, my stress levels were through the roof. It was a great company to work for. The, my colleagues were fantastic and really, really good company. But, you know, I just struggled with anxiety, stress, mm. massive weight loss, poor dietary habits. My saving grace was I used to go to the gym every lunchtime. And my colleagues used to ask me about different advice because I knew I kept myself in semi-decent shape. So but I found that really encouraging and really enjoyable. And I just sat at my desk one day and thought, you know what, I've had five people come to me today and ask me what I did at the gym. Why not get paid to do something I actually enjoy talking about? And that's when I just thought, you know what, you know, life's too short to to be stressed my whole life. Exactly, exactly. I just had a a moment of clarity and then gave in a month's notice and started a PT course and here I am. So (laughs) it's it's, it's definitely been a good journey and, you know, a stressful journey, but I wouldn't change it for the world and it'd be be interesting to kind of hear from your point of view I mean what sort of background have you come from is it kind of a similar background or is it slightly different sort of story to you Matt well actually there there is quite parallels between how you got into the fitness industry and how I got into the fitness industry actually it's really interesting because I started off as a roofer and not very good roofer there's probably 
half a dozen unfinished roofs in central London at the moment with both leaves. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I, mate, I was a roofer and like I was, I was quite out of shape. You think a roof would be quite fit and in shape. I was actually quite out of shape. Um, you know, a few McDonald's a day. If I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to play it. What was your, what was your go-to McDonald's? Oh, quarter pounder and cheese all the time with the double cheeseburger as the starter. Obviously. Oh, serious. What, yeah, what about a side? A side? Well, maybe an apple apple pie for dessert. Oh, maybe an nice. apple pie. Oh, carry on. Sorry, mate. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, and I was literally roofing. And I was quite a shape of being completely honest, Melf. Um, you know, I was I was into sport as a teenager, but as soon as I got into my twenties, I sort of ditched a lot of that off. Um, definitely smoking twenty to thirty fags, drinking alcohol practically every night. You know, nights out. Nights out back then weren't stuck on Saturdays. You could go Monday night, Tuesday night, Thursday night, Sunday night. Every night was an opportunity, as it were. And, yeah. and got really out of shape. And it was kind of one of the things I didn't really see how out of shape I was until I went on uh, a night out, mate's birthday, mm. a picture before the night out. And bear in mind the disastrous haircut. I mean, you can check Oh, it. was that the picture on your profile, yeah. your Instagram? I think you posted yeah. it a little yeah. while back. Yeah. The indie look. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, out of shape for me. And I've never really been that out of shape. And I remember seeing this picture and thinking, God, what have, what have you turned into? No wonder you spoke about anxiety before, but no wonder my sort of self-confidence was quite low. It was very mm. self-conscious. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I sort of took immediate action. Started getting in shape. Um, yeah. running, first of all, because it was free. It was easy. And I think it's sort of everyone's go-to when they're trying to get in shape for the first time. Lost a lot of weight, cut the story short, lost a lot of weight, joined the gym, um, fell in love with helping people, as cheesy as it sounds. But yeah. I think if you're a trainer, you that is where you first fall in love, is giving people advice and help. And you almost I get... I think you're right there, Matt. I think absolutely right. Yeah. You get almost gratis, grat, grat, gratification from just helping people. And then get decided just to flip that career. And the gym at the time offered me a job. And that's, the rest is history, mate. Yeah, well, what was your, say, your your biggest fear of becoming a trainer? Because I had many fears and, to, you know, the first six months, I massively struggled with a lot of different parts of being a personal trainer. What was your, your biggest fear going into the starting a new job and, and becoming a trainer? Because yeah. a lot of people just assume that, you know, you walk in and you, you just immediately start training 50 clients a week and, you know, you you know, you look the part, talk the part. I mean, what was your biggest fear? I think that's the thing. Like, obviously, going from a job where you're paid like a salary, and then mm. you, you almost have to fend for yourself when you're a personal trainer. And I think, like you say, you hear about trainers like starting with like fifty clients a week, earning forty mm. fifty pound per hour. But that's yeah. not the case at first. I mean, my first few clients, I just had to train for free just to get some. Yeah transformations get some results get some referrals um yeah and it took me i think a good few years i did i probably was a personal trainer for about four years before the penny dropped and i really started started taking more of a business approach to personal training rather than just seeing it as yeah something where i'll just turn up and hopefully people train with me how about yourself yeah no very similar matt and it was a member at the gym he wasn't a client he worked in marketing and that was my penny drop moment you know I had I've been training for a few years 
a semi-decent client base. I was, I was comfortable, you know, mm. I was, you know, and he sat down with me and he said, your profile is absolute, as you can imagine, not great. And I, it was a shock to me. No one's ever told me to my face that, you know, what I'm doing is rubbish. And, you know, he, he basically explained, you know, you spent more emphasis on showing people how qualified you are than actually what you can do for them. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it was brilliant. He was like, he was just honest with me and it made me change my approach. And a lot of trainers do struggle with the whole business side because you don't want to tell people it's a business because they might think, oh, you're only, only in it for the money. But I love what I do. But at the same time as well, you know, we go to work to earn money hmm. as well. So you have to look at it as a business because if you grow your business and you grow your, your brand, then you make sure you're a better trainer. And I think once you look at it in that way, because I used to say, oh, no, it's not a business because I'm just turning up and doing what I love doing. And don't get it wrong, I still love training people. But when you take it more seriously, that's when you can start to grow your personal brand people respect you better because they know that you take it a lot more seriously and then you become a, a, a better trainer that's what i found anyway i mean what about yourself have you found that well especially now that you you have your own you know, your own gym and and you know your own personal brand i mean have you found that transition from a a trainer at a gym to becoming a gym owner yeah, so I think the, the, the big penny drop moment was uh, I was a few years into personal training and yet again, didn't really take it overly too seriously. Um, literally, I had, a, I had a client who was younger than me, he was a few years younger than me, nice guy. And he had this job, he was, like a, he was a photocopier salesman. And um, he said to me one day, oh, you should come, come and work for me. You know, you get a, a BMW as a company car. This is your salary. But, you know, he showed me his pay slips like this is my commission, which was like double his salary. And I was like, well, this guy is balling. Yeah. Get me a job. So I went out, got a CV professionally made up, went for the job interview and was like, there was like, when, when you're ready to start. And I had a moment, I thought, oh, do you know what? I see how miserable he was, like, yeah. the M25 all day, nipping into London, trying to flog people photocopiers. And I thought, oh, I can't do this for myself. Oh, I cannot do this yeah. for myself. So I made a promise for myself. It's, it sounds dead cheesy what I'm saying now. Like, I made a promise myself. <laughs> I made a promise <laughs> myself that I was going to really take my business seriously. And I was going to open a facility. And I was yeah. going to train people online and I was going to put out a post every day and I was going to into the store every day and I'd reply to every message I could. And what, yeah. because you know, we've been in the industry a while. We're, we're in yeah. our families, but I'm, I'm the better half of 30. You're in the, uh, well, well, I, I, well, actually, well, not yet. <laughs> nearly, nearly on, on the other side. <laughs> Very close. <laughs> I'm hanging on the edge. <laughs> on the cusp. <laughs> But the industry has like how how you've promoted your mm. business as a trainer has changed in ten years, Mike. Oh, I mean, we spoke offline about this earlier, and how we spoke about younger trainers are more comfortable speaking into screens and and doing selfies, and that sort of that's sort of part of the business. And you know, if I'm being honest, it's a part which I struggle with massively, and I've had to come out of my comfort zone to start doing it and even sitting here you know doing this first podcast I'm I've got a little bit of a bead on sweating a little bit uh I'm just trying to you know this is not me you know I'm not I'm, I'm used to like you know posting a video doing a little bit of writing underneath and yeah off you go but nowadays people 
do want to hear more of you. People want to see what you look like and how you speak and how you get a message across. And it's something as a trainer, you have to know, you have to learn to adapt. You have to adapt to anything and get out of your comfort zone because if you can't demonstrate to your clients that you're willing to do things which make you uncomfortable to make you a better person, then how can they look at you as a, a role model? And I think that's an important part of the industry. And again, you've done this fantastically well over the last sort of five years. You know, your online presence is, is grown really, really well. And that's massively helped with regards to your business as well. So it's, again, it's nice for me to be able to look at you and think, you know what, this is what he's done. And you've given me great advice over that. So, but yeah, the, the, the if I look back when I first started PT, when I first started at the Park Club Chatham, which was formerly Fitness First, I used to look at the um, new members who joined and they had what's called a get started sessions, whereby if you join, you pay an admin fee and you get two free sessions with a trainer. And I had literally had to call that person to book them in. Whereas nowadays it's like text or, yeah. or they kind of like contact you on Instagram or Facebook. But yeah, physically pick up the gym phone and call them. Yeah. Because by that time, I didn't, I didn't have loads of three minutes on my phone. I'm quite surprised because you're a, bit, a little bit older than me. You didn't send a pigeon. You, know, you never sent a message by a pigeon. Pigeon? What's that? Or the old um, plastic cups with the, with, the, with the string. With the string. You know? Right. And you know what? It, it, and sometimes I forget sometimes that's a good way to communicate by talking to people. And this is reminding me now, the whole situation is that I, giving people a call is quite, it's very enjoyable rather than assuming WhatsApp or instant message and that sort of, sort of thing. And, you know, what we're doing now, what we do each week is, is helping me at the moment talking about different struggles going forward. And, and for you, you know, going forward into our next podcast, which we're going to cover off the, you know, the current situation, yeah. What your what would you say your you know your own personal struggles are currently and you know just to kind of just to start on a few and you know how are you looking to you know find solutions to going forward over the next sort of couple of months? Yeah, I mean the current situation is the current situation, and you know we had to close the facility unfortunately a few weeks back, and that was it. It was very hard to swallow, mate. Like it really, mm. really, really hit me hard. Something you know, I'd put so much time and effort in and it, it wasn't something I could turn up to every day and really enjoy. Um, so literally the last few weeks have been transferring um, my current business to just basically completely online. And yeah. Lucky we've done online products, products and packages before. So we kind of had some of the things in place as well, but it was hectic as well. And it's always that nervous thing of like, you know, what if no one's going to get it and whatnot? But everyone's been really, really, really good. All the members have been awesome. I can ask for a better membership base, friends, family, business partners, all been so supportive of the situation. Yeah. But our environment has changed, yeah. mm. unfortunately. But we're going to have to adapt. And when it comes to clients as trainers, and clients are, uh, basically have new problems now. Yes. So Absolutely. You know, and I can, I can vouch for your, I just wanted to say, I can vouch for your, I know we're not, we're not spending the next, 10 minutes like you know giving each other a, a pat on the back but I can vouch for your, your online services are fantastic and right. I've had clients you know use some of your online services brilliant you know and, and even 
I've come along with clients to some of your classes and they're fantastic. So, you know, what you are doing, Matt, is, is great. I think, you know, it's important to always look back and, and think what you've achieved over the last year or so. And, you know, is before we get all teary, but, you know, it's important to, to be proud of what you have achieved and you know, to keep looking forward. And you're doing a great job, mate. You know, from one trainer to another trainer, you are really doing a, a, a great job. And it's very inspiring for someone like me who wants to, progress as a, as, a, as a PT and a coach to look to aspire to, to something higher. So, you know, I just want to give you a uh, high five from there, man. It's just uh, start off the, start off the tears. <laughs> tears, mate. I really do appreciate it. Um, like I said, without getting up, up each other's asses too much as well. Go on and go on quickly. Go on. Um, we've, got, we've got five minutes. <laughs> half an hour to do it. Um, I mean, like even with yourself, Mike, how have you found the current situation? Obviously, you've got a young family, so you, you yes. know, you've maybe enjoyed more time with the family in this current situation. Absolutely, Matt. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, being a, a parent is very challenging, but without a doubt, the best, well, the best job I think there is. I mean, it sounds a bit cheesy, but, you know, I spend, you know, with, when I was at the gym, I would spend a lot of time there from like half six in the morning, some nights getting back at half eight. I would see the kids during the day briefly, but then I would always be perhaps on my phone, like messaging back a client or doing an Insta story and I couldn't give my full attention. And it's not until now that you realize, you know, how important the relationship is with your children. I do value them. I, you know, I love my kids to bits and, I would do anything for them. But I guess I, like most people, take for granted that, you know, their love is unconditional. And it's, I've really enjoyed the time now, the genuine quality time spending with them. You know, as you know, you know, growing up, uh, my son had a few issues, yeah. you know, when he was about one, he had an operation to fix a, an issue with his lungs. So we're, at the moment, our stress levels are, semi-high because you know he is he is a, a vulnerable uh, candidate in regards to what's going on at the moment so we are putting a lot of different sort of you know things in place to make sure that you know he's protected at the moment and so that's our main concern at the moment just making sure that he's safe and we're all safe really so it's just like you know added stress but overall it's it's been great if i'm being honest mate you know i've, I've actually become a better pt because I've had to come out of my comfort zone, contact clients, do this, do a lot of more visual stuff like that as well. So for me, it's been a, a really good kick up the backside, shall we say, in regards to my life, but also my my own personal career. So, yeah. I think it's like bigger picture shit, isn't it? When, when mm. you have, like I say, more, more time with your children, I imagine it's going to, mm. you value it more. And hopefully after this current situation, people do change the way they go about their lives a little bit and maybe focus yeah. more on living rather than running themselves into the ground. Because I've been guilty of that before, of like doing non-stop hours, being on my phone, all sorts of hours. But now I'm really enjoying some time where I don't have a phone yeah. on me for like three hours and thinking the world isn't going to end if I don't reply to that client straight away or this or that. And um, mm. I think the whole oh, yeah. of this podcast really is to cover a different topic each week. Um, yeah. Some going to be more like lifestyle based, especially our next one's more about the 
COVID-19 about exercise, managing stress at home, training environment, diet. Yeah. We're kind of going to do a whole episode on COVID. But um, we've got quite a few different episodes planned, haven't we, Mike? Oh, oh yes, already. I think it's, it's a very exciting time for us. I think there's so many different topics. We've had great you know, feedback from other PTs, other, our own clients, just on topics that they want to hear. You know, they want to hear what we think in an honest, straight-talking way, which that's our plan, really, to kind of go through various topics that you want to hear about and just talk about real life, yeah. real-life stuff. By real people, real people, real people. That's the thing. It's, it's <laughs> not being PT dickhead here and giving off, no. telling you, telling you about hydration levels or you need to do your macros and stuff. No. It's actually giving people proper solutions to proper problems. Yes. Not, yeah. Not this idea of what people think maybe personal trainers are like a sergeant major telling you what yeah. to do, telling you what to eat. You go eat this. It's just yeah. all bollocks now. I think people want honest solutions to honest problems. Absolutely. I think, you know, there's a lot of information out there on the um, information highway. There's so much stuff out online and people get confused. You know, I get confused with all the information out there. I read one study on a topic and then about one page later, there's one other study contradicting it. So, you know, as a trainer, I'm confused, let alone, you know, people just want facts based on what's out there at the moment just sound advice on what's going to help them get to where they want to be in an honest fashion rather than say, right, yeah, take this and you'll be, and you'll be 10 times bigger in mm. in five weeks, you know, <laughs> guaranteed that sort of stuff, you know, or, you know, that's, I keep getting a pop-up on my, um, on my uh, Instagram about make being a hundred K or hundred, hundred, um, hundred K online PT within four weeks. Oh, I'm like, six yeah, figure. that one. Six figure, six, six figure salary. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Find out. Find out, find out how this guy earned six figures in 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 one year. Yeah. Yeah, they're always that, on the fucking beach as well, aren't they? They're always on a beach yeah. working shit. The reality yeah. is, you ain't on the beach doing earning shit, are you? Like this. Is real, <laughs> real guys. Chewing real the guys. Fat, literally yep. chewing the fat. Going over real topics. People are yeah. going to. Well, every day absolutely one boy from chatham one boy from where are you from dingham are you dingham i was, I was, I was born in chatham but oh, oh well you know oh chatham boy oh, yeah. yeah but then moved to gillingham and now now i'm technically strewed straight local two chatham boys two chatham <laughs> okay all right so we'll wrap it up there um perfect guys we're going to be releasing hopefully one podcast every single week so i really hope you enjoy this podcast and obviously if there's any big topics or big issues you want us guys to talk about please drop us a message on instagram or facebook mike do you want to add anything before you go nothing at all matt you've covered it off really well today thanks for listening guys take care stay safe stay well thank you for what he said see you later guys Ta-da. bye